0: You can go down the crossroad of it's not going to work and my body is going to break. And yes, right now in this phase of life, If you're going through it and you don't do anything about it and you don't try to build muscle, you don't try to fix the problems that you're experiencing with your body, you will be at that age of 70 years old, 80 years old, broken.
1: This is Mastering Menopause. By using fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and mindset, you can master your hormones and get your body back. I'm Kathy Cote with Catalyst Fitness and Nutrition. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Mastering Menopause. Today, I'm excited to welcome Nikki Stott for a conversation about health and fitness. Nikki has a Bachelor of Science in Nursing and is a professional bodybuilder. She's also the co-founder and the personality of Warrior Babe. So I found Nikki a few years ago and started following her. She has an amazing physique. Her shoulders and arms are on point like serious goals guys. And you know, I really like her straightforward, no bullshit approach towards nutrition and fitness using macros and teaching mindset. And she also just started a podcast this year called the macro hour. So you're going to want to check that out. Thank you so much Nikki for being here.
0: Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, Kathy. I appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. So Nikki, you've been in this space for a long time and I've read about your journey. Would you mind telling the listeners how you got involved in fitness? Yeah,
0: for sure. I would say I was an athlete. I played sports my whole life. But you know, you hit that point after you're done playing sports for school. And then the midst of starting college, it's like, what do you do in between? And that's where I kind of like fell off from the whole, I'm going to work out. I'm going to do what was regimented when I had, you know, practice and trainings and X, Y, and Z. And I just went through this you know, years of not working out. And then it, it kind of hit me when I was like 24, 25, 32. Now I'm going to be 33 this month. That's crazy. I saw that. But so, you know, at that point I was like, oh, like I just wasn't, I wasn't happy with where I, 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 right. You feel success. And once you feel success and you lose it, you want to get that back. You want that feeling back. Yeah. And I felt that way when I was like 24 and, I was like, I need to figure out how to get that back, get it, get, get my body, get my confidence, my body, everything back. So 24, you know, how we, I feel like we all start this way is like, you know, you're looking at what's the way to lose weight and feel better about yourself. And you start Googling all these things online and all these things come up and, you know, you're overwhelmed with things to do and try. And that was my first like year, I tried all the things other the sun. I had no idea you know what was right what was it and probably one of the things I'm sure like it would have worked if I had given it enough time, but it was like yeah. changing the routine. you know what we and our clients do. they change it up if there's something's not working after like two or three weeks. Yeah. Uh, so that was me for like a year straight. and then um I finally was like, I need to hire somebody that knows what they're doing. Because I didn't know what I was doing. So did that. And that's really what just I bought back my time with that. And I listened to what my coach was telling me to do. And yeah.
1: I, I didn't hire a coach for 20 years. <laughs> <Holy smart>. shit. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So so that got you in like, so did you go straight into bodybuilding then from there?
0: Yeah, I did. So it was like the beginning of 2015. And I it was, you know, Instagram got the best of me. I saw I started following just people that had just were shredded. And I was like, how do I get there? And I got in contact or was put in contact with the local coach from my area. And he was a bodybuilder and did bodybuilding coaching. So I was like, sign me up. Let's do it. No idea what I was getting myself into. I was so naive mm-hmm. at that point. And uh, yeah, I dove right into tr- it. C- I quit everything cold turkey, like the the f- Monday following that I got my plan. And uh, I just want the results so bad. And so mm-hmm. dove into that for like seven months and then competed seven months after that. Yeah. And, and that, but you know, bodybuilding is just one ask of it. I, I, yeah. I haven't competed since 2018. I probably never will again, but it was a cool experience.
1: And, and intense, right? I don't think people mm-hmm. understand like the intensity of. I thought about it, but then I realized like I don't. I'm like I don't think I'm that disciplined though to to have that the dieting and everything like fall into place. And and really with bo- bodybuilding, it's all about that one day,
0: you know. Exactly.
1: So much work for that one day, and then you don't you don't hold on to those results. So you see the glamour, the glitz, and the glamour, and these ladies look amazing, but they don't walk around shredded, you know. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. I, the real, I loved it for the mental discipline aspect and like learning self-control, learning how to say no to things that don't support the goal of what I'm working towards. And it's still very similar to just trying to lose weight or, you know, trying to hit, you know, just a goal with losing weight and losing fat. So the, the mental discipline I gained from being in bodybuilding, become a professional bodybuilder. I will take for the rest of my life and every aspect of life, but it is, it's just not worth it for one day. It's like, it's just not worth it. In my opinion, in my opinion, it is hard. I remember I shed a lot of tears during prep.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm sure. And yeah, I follow a few, few ladies as well. And, and just sometimes you see some of the, the regain and, and just, it's kind of, you know, it's, yeah, there's a lot. I don't really want to go into that into that as far as like th- that space because that's not really where my f- listeners are. Really, what I want to talk about is like mindset, nutrition, and weight training for for women in menopause. That's who I serve, and I know that you do as well. So mm-hmm. you have ladies of all ages, right?
0: Yes. Yep. And Menopause is a, is an awesome group of women that we do serve. Yes.
1: Yes. So let's start with the belief in mindset that women in menopause have, right? That ever since they turned 45 or 50 or whatever, and they're going through menopause, that now my life is over, you know? My
0: body's broken. It's not not the way it once was. I'm not going to get my (laughs) body back, right? You know,
1: so, you know, this isn't true. I know this isn't true. And personally, like I found that these women just need to kind of change their change our thinking and stop doing the things that once worked, right. And try something new. So Nikki, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I want to preface to like, I am there. Like I said, being a podcast, I'm 33 this month. I've never gone through menopause, but I do, you know, have a staple of coaching a bunch of women through this phase of life. And so mindset wise, it's like, yeah, it, people just feel like it's doomsday, mm-hmm. you know, these, these years of life and, they feel like and everything. I mean, to to default like to their defense. It, everything is changing. Meta- the the hormones are changing. The, everything in the body is changing. So it's like, you know, what what once what did work. It's like, yeah, like you just like, Adi, don't try and go back to that because it's probably not going to work for you. At least during the pre menopause and do- as you're going through menopause, maybe it will work afterwards. But at least through those those specific years, it's like some things have to change here and what once worked isn't going to help you in these years and more the mindset it's like stop stop the story like if if you believe that you your body is breaking guess what your body is breaking and it's you're never going to find the answers of what you need in order to you know have menopause work with you and instead of against you because if you're one, doing all the old things, or two, believing that you can't build muscle or you can't decrease body fat, then you're going to do the things that aren't going to get you to where you want to be. But if you believe that you know you can achieve these types of results, which you can, I've seen thousands of women achieve results through this phase of life. If you believe that and you start creating a new story in your mind that you can achieve these results, and guess what? You're going to find the answers. You're going to find the motivation. You're going to find the inspiration. You're going to want to follow through on a different plan because you do need somewhat of a different plan as you're going through this phase of life. So mindset-wise, yeah, it's like if you think you can't, you won't. If you think you can, you will.
1: Yeah, exactly. The body goes where the mind. The body follows with the. Oh, I forget how that goes. (laughs) The body follows the mind. (laughs) Gotcha. Everybody knows what you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the narrative is like menopause sucks. And this is my life is over. And it's really like, it just doesn't have to be that way.
0: This is like the most important part of someone's, of a woman's life, like during this phase, because it's make or, it is make or break. It It is, is right. It is a true
1: crossroads. right Yeah.
0: A hundred percent. So like you can go down the crossroad of it's not going to work and my body is going to break. And yes, right now in this phase of life, if you're going through it and you don't do anything about it and you don't try to build muscle, you don't try to fix the problems that you're experiencing with your body. You will be at that age of 70 years old, 80 years old, broken. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen it. I worked in an ER, took care of my grandmother who didn't work out a day in her life and she fell, broke her hip. She got a stroke. You know, she ended her life early because she didn't take care of herself. So if you take that path, yes, guess what? That's what's going to happen. And not for everybody, but it could potentially happen for some people. And then if you take the path of like, you know, the higher road of like, okay, this is where I need to focus on getting myself right, getting my body strong. I need to start strength training. I need to build my bones up strong. You're going to be, it's a difference between having to walk with a walker or not having to walk with a walker. You know, it's like the difference of medical pills or falling down and breaking a hip or not, and being able to run around outside with your grandkids. Like it's literally the turning point of, and you are in control of that like you, uh, you have yeah. the ability to fix that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think too, a lot of times we, and I hate to say it, but sometimes it's like an excuse, you know, like, Oh, I'm, I'm just going through menopause. And you know, earlier it's like, oh, it's my metabolism, right? It's like the new, my metabolism is broken, right? It's, if
0: you guys can't see me, of, I'm crossing my eyes right now. It's yeah. like,
1: uh, oh, I will show me. up on YouTube. So yeah, um, yeah you it's. yeah, I think it's easy to get sucked into that narrative, you know, like, oh, there's nothing that I can do about it, which, you know, it's unfortunate that when we do go to the doctors, they have what, two hours of training on nutrition. They have two hours of training on menopause. So they don't know. They're like, oh, you feel like you're depressed right let's here's an antidepressant and oh and they treat would, the symptom not the root cause yeah and crazy periods like here let's put you on birth control like mm-hmm. oh my god and that's what we're being told so it really is about mad
0: respect I'm going to cut you off Kathy but mad yeah. respect to mad respect to doctors I worked with them for years but literally this thought like what you just said when they're coming to you asking what you're doing for you like this happened to me when I worked in the ER they're coming to me asking me what I'm eating what I'm doing what's my root. Teen, I'm like, y'all are doctors. should not y'all know this kind of stuff, right?
1: Yeah. It's just unfortunate, but you know, just like anything else that you want to make a change on, like you, t- you do need to kind of get educate yourself and, and just realize like, this isn't, this isn't the end of the end of the world. You know, there's just mm-hmm. going to have to do things a little bit differently. So to that point, you know, we've always been told that we have to eat lesser and exercise more for my demographic, right? I'm 55 and We've been told this since it's since the nineties, right? That's just what you do. Slim fast shakes and maybe the Atkins diet, which was, is now the South beach and just kind of following like that narrative. And so diet culture is so, so pervasive and really just kind of unpacking that, like 20 years plus of dieting. No one talks about not being on a diet. We we both know that being in a deficit is the way to lose weight, but can you explain why always eating less isn't the answer?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean to what your your point what you just said there. It's it's no one's fault because marketing totally got like the best of that generation some fast slash your calories, eat less. when you're trying to, and this is why for the women listening menopause in this phase of life, you need to build muscle. And so in order to do that, you can not eat less or what you've been told from all of the marketing things and the things that you've tried and done in your you know your previous 20 years. So muscle is active tissue and so muscle needs energy. Which the energy that it comes from is fuel from your nutrition and needs energy to sustain to grow to do all of the things, so if you eat less, you're not gonna you're not gonna achieve the kind of results that you're probably expecting that you want to with building muscle, right because you're not giving your body the fuel and the nutrition sources that it needs to be able to produce that kind of result if you're slashing your calories in half or not eating enough food. So, and this is why, like, I always say too, like a lot of women do think that the calorie deficit is the way to go or like fat, like to dive into fat loss and to do a cut. But majority of women don't need to go into a cut first, unless like you're like 50 pounds overweight or you have to go, you know, you want to lose that weight first and all that jazz. But what I love to, and our coaches love to put people in is just a maintenance first, because they need that fuel to do the type of exercise and the workouts that we're giving them. So if they're eating less, like they're going to feel tired, they're going to feel run down, they're going to feel why am I like this program is making me feel like shit, right? Or like X, Y, yeah. and Z. So like eating less with the ultimate goal of building muscle and changing your body composition which is what I would recommend all people do, all women do and especially through menopause eating less isn't the answer you got to fuel your body and you got to give the body the nutrients to get that result that you want with building the the muscle to where you want it to be yeah
1: and to that point, too, it's hard to put somebody on a cut when they're already in a cut.
0: <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Somebody's
1: eating 1,200 Whoa. calories. Like, I'm sorry, but we, you've been dieting for how long? Mm-hmm. Like, let's spend some time in maintenance so that we can actually fuel your body to build those muscles and see what that looks like. 100%. On this side, you know? The hard
0: truth to fat loss, guys, is that you're going to go through multiple phases of a cut, of a reverse diet, and maintenance. <laughs> multiple phases of it. It's not just one and I stay there and then you kill your metabolism. Cause like what you just said, I've been eating 1200 calories for the last 10 years of my life. Those people, y'all got to reverse up. You got to get your metabolism to speed back up to work with you so that, you know, you can eat the food that's going to build the muscle and hold that jazz. So the hard truth is it's not just one cut phase. It's probably not just two cut phases. I've worked with a woman who's 60 years old now, who's gone through like three surpluses and like when I mean surplus and say surplus, I don't want to scare anybody. It's like a lean bulk is what is yeah. known in the industry. Yeah. She's done that to gain more muscle to her body. And then she's also gone through like two or three different cutting phases just to decrease the body fat. And like what I like to say is reveal the hard work she put in during the surplus. So you're, you know, that's the hard truth. You're going to go through cuts, you're going to go through reverses, and you're going to go through maintenances multiple times before you are at a really solid point that you, love seeing all the hard work that you put in with your body.
1: Yeah. M- muscle building muscle takes time. And so when you hear surplus, like, Oh my God. And that can be, that's upwards of 2000 calories ladies. Right. It's, I'm not sure where this particular client was, but 6,000 or oh,
0: 2,600. I'm sorry. 2600, yeah. oh, I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> 2600.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, um, there's, there's a small, 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 small percentage of women that might need a 1200 calorie deficit, right? If you're very, very tiny, oh, tiny yeah, 1200 yeah, calorie yeah. deficit, I meant 1200 calories in a cut, but mm-hmm. I don't, I've never had anybody. Okay. Lie one. I've had one in my Five, two life. and like, you know, she's super tiny. Yeah. Yeah. That four, she was 4'11". Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And 125 pounds. So yeah. You know, if that's your situation, then you might need 1200 calories, but I don't, except for that one lady, right. Yeah, You don't do the 1200 calorie.
0: Or unless you're a bodybuilder. But again, like you said, that's just a whole nother rabbit hole. You just don't want to
1: go, go down. Other, yeah. <laughs> right. And well, you open it up, right. We're, we're sub thousand, mm-hmm. right. On those last days, right. It's, like, I don't know. You tell me. Oh my God.
0: I was, I was like right at a thousand, maybe 900. And I think I actually tallied it up. It was like 966 calories and doing two cardio sessions that were 60 minutes or longer in a day God. <laughs> it was brutal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I bet. So to, to build the muscle, to get that, that. That toned look that everybody's looking for, right? We need to focus on fat loss and building muscle, not just concentrating solely on the weight on the scale. And in if we're just looking for weight loss, right? We can do that, right? We can put you on an 800 calorie mm-hmm. diet. You're going to lose weight. You're going to lose muscle. You're going to lose fat. And then link you- to
0: the best fat crash fad diet in the description below. Yeah. Enter. Enter. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then when you go back to your normal way of eating, you will most likely, almost 100%, but not 100%, will gain that weight back and the weight that you gain back is fat ladies. You that muscle is gone and now you just have more fat on your body. So the more times that you do that, the less muscle you're going to have, the more fat you're going to have on your body. And so now, now when we're 50, it's like, "Holy shit. What what happened to my body?" right? And menopause gets the blame for it, but really it's been the lifestyle and the diets that you've put your body through. So can you speak Nikki on, you know, the importance of really building the muscle and approaching more of a fat loss approach than weight loss?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I loved this. I spoke to this on the on my podcast, Macro or the difference, and I share it to like all of our women in the community just because I want to like break that mindset barrier where people so much so rely on. There's a huge difference, you guys, between weight loss and fat loss. And you know, like Kathy just said, you can put yourself on the newest fad diet, and yeah, you're gonna lose the weight. Like you're you're slashing your calories, you're gonna you're gonna lose the weight. But the thing is, is that if you're so honed on this, like, and if you want to go and do, you know, cardio, if you're a cardio bunny and you're focused on just losing weight that way, then yeah, that, then that's a, the scale and all that thing is a great tool, but fat loss, you guys, is especially for, you know, Kathy, your audience and the women that are listening to this is probably majority of what people are doing, right. They're not, they're not losing weight. They're losing body fat. And what I mean by that is like, so weight loss consists of you losing Weight, muscle, organ sizes get smaller. You're losing water retention, all that jazz. And that's what you're going to see reflective on the number on the scale. But when it comes to fat loss, it's like you're... Decreasing your body fat. So, like you're preserving and holding on to your lean muscle mass, given the diet that you're on or the protein intake that you're consuming and the right nutrients that you're consuming, consuming enough of them, you're preserving that lean muscle mass. And the way I like to paint it in someone's picture so you can see it is like, okay, think about the muscle mass on your body. You're literally decreasing the fat around that. So, therefore, you become more toned, you become more defined because you're just showing more of the muscle mass that you have to your body. And in that sense, muscles getting muscles, more dense than fat. So like you putting on or building more muscle while you're going through the fat loss, because again, you're doing strength training and you're eating the right nutrient nutrients. So you're building that muscle in that process, usually with weight loss and people that are just going into fad diets, you're not eating enough protein. You're not really, you're just focused on calorie numbers. And so you're slashing and, you know, all that jazz, but I guess so. I love this topic so much. I even just go down this rabbit hole.
1: If you're enjoying this podcast, I'm wondering if I could ask you a small favor and leave me a review on this podcast. This is going to help me get the word out to more women, just like you. And I would appreciate that so much. Thank you.
0: Yeah. But with you know, with fat loss, your body is more dense and lean. Therefore that could be the fact that you're probably not seeing any type of number difference on the scale or as much as you thought it would be. So you could totally lose, you know, all this body fat, but maybe only lose three pounds on given the scale. Don't, If for you guys that are just in doing what you're doing with strength training and and building more muscle and focus on changing your body composition, don't be focused so much on what the scale is telling you, because that's one means of progress. And you're going to literally want to smash your head into a wall when you're not seeing 10 pounds drop. But yet, if you're paying attention to all the other ways of measuring, like taking pictures or taking measurements and how you feel and how your clothes are fitting, and then you compare that to the overall transformation that you have, not the scale. That's going to be your telltale story. All of those other ways of measurement, because again, you may have only lost three pounds, but yet all of these things are changing. And you see, like for me, like I weigh I weighed one hundred and forty when I first started my journey. I now weigh one hundred and fifty. So, like if like I was do if I let that scale get to me, and I was doomed by that number, I would still probably be in the rabbit hole of chasing a lower number on the scale, and not so much. So like, I'd be, I'd be chasing that and I would be stuck there because, right. Like muscle and more muscle be after your body, you're going you're to weigh more. You're going to weigh more. Yeah, exactly. You're also going to look amazing. right? Exactly. So <laughs> screw the
1: scale and stop yeah. focusing on weight loss. Just focus on fat loss. And it's such an important decision to make too, because in, in trying to educate our clients too on that, or, you know, any, any woman is if you solely measure by the weight on the scale, then you're kind of setting yourself up for failure, right? I only lost three pounds, right? This isn't working. What do you mean this isn't working? You've lost like 12 inches, maybe 17 inches, 15 inches. That's fat coming off of your body. You're increasing your muscle tone. We're we're seeing those shoulders pop out, right? We're seeing like you're building your booty. Mm -hmm. You're improving your posture, what do you mean this isn't working? Cause you only lost three pounds, you know, Love sleeping it. better, better, like better moods. Thank you very much. Better yeah. digestion, you know, like all of these things go into that. So yeah, big, <laughs> big rabbit hole, but it, it is so important that, you know, to make that distinction too, and, uh, and see what, what is working. Yeah, exactly. Check into-
0: yourself. Like if you're only concerned that you like, oh, I only lost three pounds. It's not working. Take The pictures, take the pictures, put them side by side, and then reassess if it's working or not. Because I guarantee it
1: probably is. I freaking love Canva, right? Because you can take (laughs) those pictures and remove the background, and you're like, holy shit, right? It's like a little cutout version of yourself when you focus on fat loss rather than weight loss, your little cutout is going to be so much more amazing than where you, this is your starting point. Now here's your little cutout, right? you can see your booty. We can see the changes in like, it's amazing. So I'm not sure what your approach is, but as far as like utilizing strength training over cardio, you know, do you want to speak on that at all, Nikki?
0: Yeah, sure. I'm sure you probably maybe have a little bit more questions to elaborate, but I mean, the first where my brain goes is a lot of people think that cardio is the way. And I think like with the industry lately, cause a lot of people are like, ditch the cardio, screw the cardio. Like I think cardio's gotten a bad rep. I, it is very important for your overall cardiovascular health. Like your heart is a muscle. So like, but, but, it's not the end all be all so a lot of people think that they gotta get to do a shit ton of cardio in a week because that's gonna get the results that they want. but that's not the case. so you know less is less less is more, especially going through menopause in this phase of life, like mm-hmm. a woman that once worked out six days a week should not be working out six days a week that she be working out like three to four yeah. and then cardio it's like cardio is is. Is again meant to be cardiovascular health, but not the primary end-all be-all of what's going to help you get results. Again, strength training. So, strength training—you know, building more muscle, putting more muscle in your body—that naturally increases your BMR. That naturally helps you burn more calories even while you're sleeping. I'm, I'm sure people have heard that before. Whereas, whereas cardio just burns calories in the act. So, it, it's just meant to solely be like, I'm going to it's really good for recovery, really good for filtering out lactic acid, but it's, I guess, if you have more questions to follow up with this, but it's like, it's not the end all be all, you know, it's not like what's going to get you to get to a result, especially with trying to build muscle. Because like a lot of people think that they got to do to do that, to get the result, but you guys got to remember the more that you do of it, your body adapts to whatever type of exercise that you're doing. So if you're doing cardio for for months on end, your body is going to adapt to that and it's going to be really calorie efficient. So it's going to recognize, hey, my body is going in to do this cardiovascular exercise. And so I need to be an endurance bunny here. So I'm actually going to pare down my muscle stores And I'm going to be more efficient at, you know, cardiovascular. So your muscles don't get worked when you're doing cardio. Therefore, if you have a goal of building more muscle, you want to strength train because then your body recognizes, okay, we're going in to do this type of activity. I'm going to adapt to doing this. I'm going to build more muscle. I'm going to be more, I'm going to use calories in a way that they need to be used in order to build that type of muscle. So, you know, that's cardio is just, it's again. It's good for cardiovascular health, but it's not going to help you in terms
1: of building muscle. The body composition, yeah. Which, I mean, and you can achieve that through walking, right? But I see... Women, right? They're on that step mill, grinding away, doing mm-hmm. kickbacks and stuff like that, thinking they're going to build a booty and and oh burn calories at the same time. And it's like, guys, that's not how it's done. Yeah, no, <laughs> stop
0: doing the kickbacks. It's like a safety hazard. And like, get your body underneath of a barbell doing some hip thrusts. You're going to get a booty that way.
1: <laughs> right. That's exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I think one of the factors too, that really comes to a head for, for women in their like fifties, you know, or going through menopause, which, you know, perimenopause is actually where all the changes are happening. Right. And this can be a long process, but we also pair that with empty nest syndrome, caring for For our parents, possibly retirement, maybe we're moving up the corporate ladder, right? It really depends. But as you're going into your fifties, like there's a lot of life changes happening and a ton of stress you know and i see so many women are just like too busy to do anything that too busy to even breathe or do some kind of yoga practice or any kind of you don't have to do yoga but like managing your stress what what how do you get your clients to to just take a step back and just kind of chill
0: yeah so two parts to that answer one it kind of goes back to what we talked about at the beginning with like excuses because I've heard, I've seen so many women who lead such busy lifestyles. Who, right. there's one specifically who, through COVID, she has two sets of twins, and she lost eighty pounds. So it's like, you know, I I see that and she's a doctor. She works in the ER. Crazy, crazy. I mean, I, you know, I, I get that lifestyle. And then I just, I, it, we all have the same twenty four hours in the day, right? So it's like, if you see somebody else who is just as busy, crazy as you. They're probably not, but they're getting the results that they want and they're sticking to their plan, they're working out and they're making time for themselves. It's because they're making it a priority. So I always like to say, it's probably, I forget where I heard this or if it was some quote online. It's like, next time that you say that you're too busy, just tell yourself that you're not making it a priority because you can, you know, and then there's the second part of this it's like time management. So the way that I used to coach women and our coaches coach women, because I don't coach anymore, I just, Build the build the business, but what I used to tell them is like you have the you know from time up to sundown. Where can you at least fit in? I used to tell one of my clients, as you run around their house with her kids, go into your closet for ten minutes and just sit in silence with yourself, breathe, very stress management that way for yourself. Or you know at least getting to the gym for for you for you women is like that's four percent of your day. You mean yeah. to tell me that 4% of your day, a one hour workout is 4% of your day. Like you have the time and especially too, if you're thinking, because a lot of people in the mindset, there's, they're so, they're so like focused on I'm too busy today or, you know, I'm too busy in this week or, but think long-term, right? This is your long-term health. Mm-hmm. So you mean, to tell me that you don't have an hour now today for your, for, to compound over time. that's going to make your health better in the long-term. So it's like time management, look at your day, where can you find time to give yourself the space, give yourself the, the breathing that you need, or, you know, I'm always big on saying no to things that don't serve you saying no to if, if a friend wants to go out or if, you know, if something is overlapping with your schedule and it's not really, it's not serving you, then just say no, like if your family, you and your kids come first And in between there, you can find like, stop, don't stop watching Netflix for an hour, you know, or (laughs) it's, 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 there's, it's time management. So one is like, if it's an excuse, cut the excuses and and tell your, and stop saying you're too busy make it a priority. And the second one is like, okay, now that you've done that and you've overcome that mental barrier, it's like, how can I, fit in things that are going to support me into my day that will move me forward with the things that I want to accomplish with my body and with my life and my health.
1: Yeah. And like you said, say no to, say no to things, you know, for yeah, sure. say no to things. Uh, say no. I had a, I had a call and, and she, like, she just could not find any time right for herself. She was getting up at four 30 and getting home at like I forget like nine o'clock at night and so she was like legit like I don't have time to work out and I'm like 4 30 to 9 that's a long ass day like what what time do you go to work and she was like eight o'clock I said well why are you getting up at 4 30 I was like, well my son has to be at work at six so I get up so I can make his lunch and I'm like oh wait how old is your son? And she's like, 22. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) 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 What?
0: I know you told totally, my stepmom still folds my 17 year old baby brother's
1: laundry I'm like what the fuck you doing he's he's got to learn to figure that out <laughs> right and then and then to the to the second point which I probably shouldn't have said was like what how how is he going to take care of himself like when yeah. <laughs> it is time
0: yeah for sure yeah. yeah put that put that put that task de- de- delegate delegate <laughs> <to> exactly Do <him laughs> his launch And yeah, an hour and a half to make lunch. It's like time management. Time management's huge and will be a game changer. And planning. She was getting up
1: an hour and a half earlier to make sure that he was getting to work on time. She could have. She could have slept till six, gotten in a workout, set up her day, and then gone to work. Yeah, you know, had an extra hour and a half of sleep. But we love our kids, but like sometimes. Oh boy. Um, the kids need to figure it out. <laughs> I, again, trial by, trial by fire, right? Do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think I'm pretty, so you've had 23 episodes out. No, maybe it's 25. I think I've listened to, to like, I might've missed one. Right?
0: I think it's 20. I'm looking right out. I think it's 23. Yeah. You're, okay. you're right. Yeah. I
1: might've missed one, right? <laughs> it's all that. good. Um, you're right though. So definitely listen to the macro hour and that's yeah. available wherever you listen to podcasts. I did particularly, like, I love all your episodes. The one on alcohol was, was very good and, and mm-hmm. opening as well too. So I think that seems to be our snack of choice, right? I call that a <laughs> snack of choice. That's really interfering with, with your progress. You know, if you think that you're just going to have wine every night, then that's going to kind of get in the way, but in so many different ways. So definitely listen to that, but you know, it w- it will affect your stress levels. It's going to affect your sleep. It's so important as you're going through menopause to really you got to protect your energy. And and alcohol is just kind of robbing from that. And so I really liked that episode that you did on that. Do you want to add anything onto that, Nikki, as far as alcohol and and gains? Yeah, dude, I could go down
0: the rabbit hole of alcohol right now. Oh. Sorry about that. Um rabbit hole of alcohol gains dude alcohol is just poison to the body like it is just straight poison to the body i don't i don't drink that often i drink every once in like a full moon which not even i would say blue moon full moons every month i don't even yeah. do that but so There's so many things like if you guys, which really cool to see the actual, like, I love seeing tangible things and like being able to correlate like numbers and like, actually, I don't have it on today. It's charging, but I have an order ring and you can see after a night of having a couple of drinks, how it seriously affects your sleep quality, which sleep is so important. It's crucial for muscle recovery and for growth. So, which is just like, it's an underrated topic that nobody speaks about in the fitness industry, but so alcohol totally in, in impedes on that. And then on top of that, on it impeding on your sleep and you having poor sleep that night, it also causes a disrupt to your hormones in the body. Growth hormone, testosterone, all of those things that are really important for building muscle, it it hinders those two from happening. And so, and it also inhibits your body from going through muscle protein synthesis, which is the process by which muscle tissue is built. So like having a couple of drinks a night and you're trying to build muscle, it's like, you can't, what does that say? You can't have your cake and eat it too or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's like- choose a supporting and that's why i stay with the mindset it's like choose the things that are going to support you and your growth and everything that you want with changing your body composition and alcohol is just not one of them you want to make gains it's going to totally hinder your your ability to make the gains um so uh, yeah alcohol to me is just poison it's like and like the mental fog that comes with it the way you feel the next day it's like I I, now getting older, like I just, I feel off for like three weeks after having any type of alcohol.
1: (laughs) Wait till you're 55. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I so appreciate this conversation. I know this, this is going a little long. Is there anything else? I'm definitely going to drop all your links where, well, first of all, you guys need to go to wherever you listen to podcasts, find the macro hour, follow that podcast, where do you hang out the most? Instagram? TikTok? Instagram's my
0: jam. Yeah. I'm always All right. there.
1: All right. So I will drop the links for that, but if you care to mention it and also the way that you spell Nikki, right, is N-I-K-K-I-E-Y and then mm-hmm. Stott is S-T-O-T-T. So you're Nikki Stott at, in, on Instagram, right? Yes.
0: Yep. Okay. At Nikki Stott on Instagram, at Nikki Stott on TikTok, at Warrior Babe on YouTube, and also at worry, we have a Instagram too, as well.
1: I'm going to drop all those links. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming on and I will talk to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Kathy. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs>